Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to Deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. Today's question comes from Teresa from Atlanta. Hi, Deborah. My boyfriend and I have a 12-year age gap. We've started noticing some conflict that has come up recently, and we're wondering if our age differences have something to do with it. Do you have any advice for us? I'm really glad to be tackling this question on the podcast today because it's a question that comes up a lot. Um, and, and for some reason, recently, I've received a lot of questions that have to do with age differences. Uh, people who are attracted to someone who's much older than them or wanting to date someone who's much younger than them, asking what advice I have regarding age differences. So Teresa is not alone with this question, and I think it's an important one to tackle because differences are differences, right? And and there's so many differences that we can bring into a relationship. And honestly, I think differences kind of keep the spice in our relationship. They teach us new things. They give us new perspective. But I always say the motto that opposites attract, but then opposites attack. And I think that's a very interesting and important thing to note because a lot of times we 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 want to embrace differences without calculating the the stress and the risk and the consequences that come with those differences. So it's not saying that we shouldn't have any differences in our relationship because obviously that's not even possible. But what it is saying is that we need to calculate the amount of stress that each difference is going to bring into our lives, especially when we're talking about dating and then moving forward into the context of marriage. Because the more different that you are, the more stressors you're going to face, the more you have to work through, the more communication issues that come up. Every single difference presents a set of stressors and a set of conflict that you've got to deal with. And really what it comes down to is choosing a relationship is really based on how many stressors can you handle? You know, what, what combination of conflict and issues are you okay with handling? And when it comes to dating relationships, there are actually five differences that I want to talk about today uh, in answering this question, but also adding a little bit more to the conversation because there are five big picture differences that do tend to come with a series of stress and conflict when it comes to dating and marriage. The first one we're going to talk about is financial differences. Um, I think a lot of times we don't think through this one. 
And honestly, finances are something we don't really talk about until we're pretty deep into a relationship. But financial differences are important because we all know that finances are one of the number one stressors in marriage and one of the number one leading causes of divorce in a relationship. So I think it makes sense that we have our eyes open to our financial differences and and that we're really aware of those differences and how we approach money, how we handle money, uh, how, how our family of origin handled money and how our partner's family of origin handles money, our view of debt, our view of budget, all those things, you know, our, our, our personal expectations of money. But another thing too, to note, Couples who came from similar socioeconomic status tended to have less financial stress in their relationship. So I think that's a really important thing to understand. I'm not saying that that's like the end all be all, but it's just something to note that the more similar we are in our view of money and how we handle debt and savings and spending and giving and tithing, the more similar we are in those areas, the less stress we're going to have in our relationship. So that's something that we really need to look into financial differences. The other thing, which is directly answering this question, age differences. Age differences is one of the other things that tends to cause stress in a relationship. Um, I think for the most part, There isn't much to think about when the age difference is five years or less. You know, I I think also the older the person is, the less differences come into play. When we're talking about a 19-year-old and a 34-year-old versus when we're talking about a 25-year-old and a, you know, 33-year-old, I think the older you get, the less cultural differences, the less the, the age difference makes a big deal. Um, because the older you get, you sort of enter into a similar stage, you know, and the closer you get to middle age, uh, the more culturally similar you find yourselves because each generation comes with its own set of cultural attitudes, beliefs, interests, knowledge, experiences, norms. And I honestly think every decade, every 10 years between two people, Every difference in in a 10-year age gap comes with its own different set of cultural standards. I mean, think about it. We've got the millennials. We've got the baby boomers. We've got the generation Xers, the, you know, the silent generation. Like we've got so many generations. And I think these generations come with their own cultural dynamic, which is why we give them a name, you know? And so I think that Again, every 10 years kind of brings its own set of differences regarding life and experiences and struggles. And those of us who fall within the same age decade as our partner tend to have more in common in our experience, in our life, um, which which ultimately results in less marital stress. You know, we, we live in a culture today that praises a huge age difference. We call them cougars, you know, or we call them sugar daddies, you know, or we say, oh, you robbed the cradle. And we kind of like make light of it. And I'm not saying that there, that, you know, a 10 year age gap is wrong. But what I am saying is that it comes with its own series of stressors. And if not now, which honestly, I don't see how you can't see the stressors come up in in the dynamic of your relationship now and how you think and process emotions. And again, your cultural awareness based on your generation. But even if it wasn't the present day stuff, a huge age gap 
will probably bring additional stressors when you're later on in life. Um, when one person is approaching retirement and the other person is like 15 years away from retirement, when health issues come up and one person is really struggling with health issues and the other one is strong and well and healthy. And, and so these, these differences in age also affect you later on in life. And I think that's something to consider. I'm not saying that age differences are wrong, but I do think just like the other differences we're addressing today, each set of differences comes with its own set of conflict and issues that you've got to decide if you're willing to tackle and if this relationship is worth it. You know, um, the other thing I want to add here, I, I do find that anything more than a 15 year age gap I just, there's something about me, some, some yellow flags that just go off inside of me when it's more than a 15 year age gap. And I wonder if that attraction is rooted in something that's a little more deep seated. You know, my counselor alarm kind of goes off and I think, are there any unaddressed needs here? Like, is, is, is there a lack of maturity or is there a need for control? Or is one of the people in this relationship looking for, for someone who is more of a parent than a partner? And I guess my counseling radar kind of goes off um, when I see that there's more than a 15-year age gap. So that's a podcast for another day, but I just wanted to bring that up. The other issue that causes stress in a relationship is cultural differences. I'm all about interracial relationships. I love them. I think they're beautiful. And I just, I, I, I really enjoy working with couples who are coming from different cultural backgrounds. But I will say this, from what I have seen in my personal life with my friends who have married interracially and interculturally, and um, I say those, I, I make a distinction because just because you're a different race doesn't necessarily mean you have a different culture. And just because you're the same race doesn't necessarily mean you have the same culture because we come from different cultures and perspectives. But people who come from different cultural backgrounds have a lot of different struggles. You know, I would say probably eight out of my top closest friends, interestingly enough, are married to spouses of a different race or culture. and. As much as I love seeing the beauty of their differences at play in their relationship, what it comes down to is uh, those differences have also caused a lot of stress. And, 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 and to the point where some of my friends have said, you know, I wonder if I would have moved forward with this relationship if I just knew ahead of time the amount of stress that would come from our cultural differences, family differences, differences in how they view time and money and how they value relationships and boundaries. And I mean, there's so many different things you learn from your culture that are, that are so ingrained in you that you don't even realize they're part of your cultural makeup. And so it makes sense that our cultural backgrounds play a big part of our life and how we communicate in gender roles and how we handle stress and, and how, how much we're aware of our emotions and how we manage time. All of these things come from your cultural background and they will impact your relationship. So cultural differences will add a level of stress. Um, and again, that's not to say they're to be avoided. It's a beautiful thing. I just think you need to realize each one of these differences that you are tacking up to your relationship is just another layer that you're going to have to work through. And so awareness is so important here. Religious differences. Religious differences is something that's really important. And we see it in even the secular research. People who come from similar faith 
have a stronger relationship. And we see it biblically. We see it scripturally where, where the Bible tells us to be equally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked. You know, there's something important with, with being with someone who you feel um, that you're an equal to specifically in your spiritual life and your faith. And we've talked about that in a, in a different podcast, but I just wanted to bring it up again here because I think that our beliefs are so deeply ingrained in us and in how we choose to raise our children and and the type of life that we want to have and how much faith and religion plays a part of that. If you're not on the same page, it is going to cause an entire new layer of stress and struggle in your relationship. So there's such an importance in being on the same page spiritually. And then lastly, educational differences. This is another one that we don't talk about too much, but it's something to know. And I think as, as we progress in our culture, this is becoming less and less of an issue because we have more and more people who are um, pursuing education and uh, more and more people who finish high school and finish college and get their master's or what have you. And so it's becoming less of an issue in our culture, but it's important to understand that educational differences really matter. I think education drives who we are and what we like and how we invest our time and our money and our hobbies and our activities. It can impact things as simple as what we talk about and the hobbies that we develop. And I think people who have the the same or similar levels of education just have another platform that they can connect on, another thing that binds them together. And the more similarities, the easier it is. The less similarities, um, the more that you have to fill in the gaps with communication and um, the more stress you might face. So all of these different components that we talked about today, you know, even if you've got five out of five of these in your relationship, that is not to say that you're not a good match. What it is though, is a reminder of how much work has to go into filling in the gaps. And that work is truly the power of communication and the importance of coming together, learning from each other in our differences, moving towards each other, rather than letting those differences separate us and build a gap and 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 push us away from each other. But honestly, the, the sad reality is in most cases, that's what differences end up doing. They end up pushing people away rather than drawing them together. And there's so many other differences we could tackle. You know, there's just the the normal differences of personality and um, just there's so many dynamics to a person, but these are just kind of five big picture issues that tend to add stress that we need to be aware of, that we need to be prepared for and have a healthy expectation of what that could look like in a dating relationship and in a marriage relationship as well. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you and gave you some practical steps to take when it comes to your love life. And friends, please keep sending me all your relationship questions. I want to hear what you've got going on. Go to truelovedates.com slash love and relationships or send me your questions in voice memo form to Deborah at truelovedates.com. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, I invite you to check out my blog, truelovedates.com or either of my books, True Love Dates or Choosing Marriage and get serious about getting information that's going to help you get healthy and move you in the direction of healthy 
relationships. Help us get the word out about this podcast by leaving your five-star review on iTunes and then connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. I'm Deborah Faleta, and it was so great being together again today. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. Bye.